Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly gaming review program. I am Sam, and this week we're joined by Tice, who is a friend of the show, has been on an episode before, and he is joining us because Edwin has been very busy lately. He is now uh, a potential homeowner and busy with lots of stuff, so... Tice is going to be taking over for a couple of weeks, and we'll see how that goes. Tice. Sam, happy to be back. It's been a few years, but I really enjoyed this last time, and I'm, I'm super excited to be back uh, yet again filling in for Edwin's shoes. I think last time I spoke about it, I, I mentioned how his size of his shoes and got very flustered, <laughs> not knowing how big his feet are. <laughs> <laughs> what was the game that we played last time? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it was a game where you had to dig through like rubble. I think mm. it was. It was like a platformer kind of game. Something man. Digger man. Digger man. Digger man. Digger man. Wow. That's a while back. That's like over that, potentially like over 100 episodes ago. Yeah. I was going to say like it's at least in the double digits. So pre-centenary for seven days to play. Welcome back. Really glad to have you here. But this week, uh, we're playing a new game, and it is Master Chef. Let's Cook. Let's Cook. Are you familiar with Master Chef? I yes. am quite familiar with Master Chef. One of our uh, very good friends is uh, borderline obsessed with it. I do like to cook, and when we were living in Australia, we watched the show quite a bit. Very exciting to see people cook with weird and wonderful ingredients. So we are somewhat familiar with the format. So MasterChef is, I forget if it's a British original show or if it's like a Australian original show. Do you know the, the it's origins a good question. of it? I, I don't know the origin story of MasterChef, but I do know that it, similar to other um, very popular TV shows, is probably a MasterChef in, in, in a lot of countries now. I think that the brand, if you will, took off quite a bit, but it's extremely popular in Australia. It's one of the highest rated shows. A lot of chefs that come out of that show, uh, regardless of if they come first or not, go on to be very popular chefs uh, yeah. in Australia and abroad, um, writing cookbooks. And yeah, I can think of a couple of very, very good chefs uh, that came through that show and are now um, very popular restaurant owners in, in Australia. Yeah. And they have really, really good, really good books. Yeah, a friend of mine actually was a master chef in Australia. Uh, well, well. <laughs> Adam Lau, yeah. Oh, Adam. Adam is a phenomenal chef. Uh, yeah, also a, a very well-regarded, quite popular uh, chef back in Australia. So he went through master chef. How about that? Mm -hmm. He was master chef. He was the master he is chef. A master chef. I think he is potentially the first Australian master chef. Wow, maybe? that is a cool crown. That is very good. Yeah, he was a lawyer in Tokyo and sort of decided to give it up in order to to join the master chef thing. So, well, that's a dope. shift. That's a fork in the road. But yeah. I mean, some of the best uh, cooks and chefs in the world came from very different backgrounds professionally. Um, but cooking's amazing. Cooking is everything. There's so many analogies you can get from cooking. It's so much fun. Uh, it's, it's really good to do with people you know well and people you've never met before. I love everything about cooking. So Right. You're like a big home chef. And I know we always like trade recipes and photos whenever it's like the weekend and, and you get into like some crazy stuff. So I love it. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy uh, learning from you, Sam, and from other friends um, how to cook particular things. Uh, I love that with cooking, 
uh, you don't necessarily need to follow a recipe all the time. You need to just know the base ingredients. I think that's a really cool life skill to have. Because we're such fans of the cooking genre, I thought this game would be perfect for us. But first, let me read you the App Store description. This is an Apple arcade game. This um, is an Apple arcade game. That was mm -hmm. fun to learn a bit more about that. But I would love to hear what the official description is. Here it is. MasterChef colon, let's cook, exclamation mark. Win with your top chef skills. That's the tagline. All right, the okay. description. Here we go. Do you have what it takes to be the number one chef? Show your cooking abilities in MasterChef, colon, let's cook, exclamation mark. Oh. A unique, fun, and fast-paced cooking competition game awaits you. Oh. Get matched with other players around the globe. Choose your ingredients, slice, prepare, plate, and serve delicious dishes with style in fun minigames. The MasterChef judges will evaluate your dish based on your performance and speed. Complete and unlock new recipes, challenges, and minigames along your cooking journey. Hmm. That is, uh, there are a lot of keywords in there, but yeah. I do like that straight out of the gate, it's do you have what it takes? I like that that challenge to arms there. It's like, do you? I'm like, well, hang on. Well, shoot, maybe. Now I doubt everything. No, that's good. That's good. That's well written. Um, but it does, if I, if I hadn't seen the game, that does sound like it's following the uh, base ingredients of the show, oh, if no. you will. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we it's go. begun. Wow. You give, you we give are mere Tyson single minutes in. <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is actually a pretty well-written description. I mean, a lot of times, like these descriptions, if you've heard any of our previous episodes, can get really hairy and grammatical errors and says nothing about the game. But this one actually says a lot of really key things, right? So you're getting matched with other players from around the globe, meaning that this is not just like a... Um, single-player experience. There's something a little bit more interactive and multiplayer about it. There are a bunch there of mini-games. So that part is interesting. Um, as a cooking game, how are they going to incorporate a bunch of mini-games? And uh, there is compete and unlock new recipes, which I thought was really interesting as well. Right. So they're alluding to, like, you know, the, the, the better you do, the more you can unlock uh, and perhaps the further you can progress in the game. So that was true. Yep. So I'd say this is a cooking game through and through, right? Like the main crux of the game is you're doing these bunch of little mini tasks to come up with a dish or to, to cook something. And it reminds me a lot of, you know, the little mini games that you play from a game like Overcooked. Have you played Overcooked? Oh, yes, I have. I have uh, definitely, uh, in, immediately, in fact, felt some overcooked vibes when it came to cooking competitively. <laughs> right. So there's that part of kind of trying to do things, uh, you know, in a certain order. And also, it reminded me a lot of this game called Cooking Mama. Have you ever played that game? I have not. It's, I, I believe it's originally like a DS game where you use your stylus to kind of, you know, you know, if you need to chop something, like you, you mark the lines of where you want to chop the vegetable. And if you want to like stir a pot, like you have to use the stylus to like draw little circles around the pot and it steers it. Um, so I definitely felt that vibe. And I felt like there was also something kind of like Wario's games. I don't know if you played any of Wario's puzzle games or like mini games. 
I, I I did a long time ago, but I think I know what you mean. Um, but particularly on the stylus note, we'll probably get into this further on, but the accuracy from the stylus versus your your finger or your thumb would right. be great to talk about a little bit because I think that's a really interesting point. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so the main crux of the game is uh, you're a chef in this Master Chef competition. So I'm a chef. <laughs> I love the validation, the immediate validation from not just the game, but you, I am a chef. Everyone can be a chef. Exactly. And uh, you're introduced by the three people, I guess, who are the judges. Um, and because I'm not familiar with the American Master Chef, I feel like they're kind of based on the the three judges from the American Master Chef. I don't know. Like they the, could be. I'm also unaware of that. I've lost track of the Australian uh, judges, but I guess having three people that judge your uh, dish is synonymous with the show. So that that's another thing. Like immediately from like the branding, I was like, okay, this is a this is a blessed like official game from the franchise in, in, in a way. And having the three judges um, to deliberate over your cooking is something that comes directly from the show. Right. And then like after like a brief intro, you're kind of set off to cooking, but then they do something interesting where you have to choose your ingredients, right? Like you have like this cupboard where you open up and behold, there's like a tomato, uh, maybe like an onion and maybe some, some beef. basil. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you have to like start picking your ingredients, but it does this really interesting thing where as soon as you plop on one of the ingredients to the cutting board, um, it kind of leaves you a multiple choice of closing off some of the other selections that are available. Um, and then like, you know, opening up others that you might want to use with that ingredient. For example, like, let's say I put down some bacon on the table from the drawer. Everything else closes off except for the eggs and cheese. And so you're like, okay, that's weird. Like, I'll put the eggs and then, oh, the cheese is still available. I'll put in the cheese. And then you can go to another part of the cupboard where there's pasta available for you to put on the plate or the cutting board. And once you do that, it gives you like a preview of what you might be able to cook with it, right? Like it says, oh, this is carbonara. Like you can cook carbonara, right? right? And then after that, it's sort of like you're off to the cooking mode where you have to do like a bunch of mini games to actually cook the dish. I thought that funnel of the ingredients was an interesting mechanism because on the show, sometimes competitors get given ingredients, which feels similar to this, or they right. get to go pick them. But either way, it, it alludes to that, that section of the show where it's you can, you can create a dish based on the ingredients. So the game has a really interesting mechanism where as you choose ingredients, like you said, it kind of starts eliminating the, the choices of things you can cook, right? So it starts to like strike out the things you, you can't really combine with that. Uh, and it kind of funnels you towards like an, an eventual dish, which I thought was an interesting mechanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, I guess the way that they tie in sort of the objective that the show might have, like, you know, like I know sometimes the show will be like, make something with this ingredient, right? Um, is that everything is sort of based on like the star system where the point of the match that you're playing or the dish that you're cooking is to try and get as many stars as possible. And so initially before you're even choosing the ingredients you're given like three sort of random cards and they're like kind of instructional cards it'll be like um use meat like no no oven or and then like needs to be chopped right seems a little arbitrary but like once you start picking or like having choices of the ingredients like it kind of makes sense and that these are the objectives that you want to fill 
in order to try and get more stars uh, right. while you're cooking this dish. So that's one way to try and get stars is to try and meet all of the, the random requirements that you're up front. But really, the other way and the main way for you to get the stars is for you to perform the cooking tasks uh, pretty well, right? And here's where like all the mini games portion comes in. Um, so like one of the first tasks is you have to chop the tomatoes. And <laughs> At, right out of the bat, it's like one of the most difficult things to do in real life, let alone in a game right. with your thumb. So, so like the way that you chop the tomatoes is it gives you like a side view of the tomato with like dotted lines, like four dotted lines that go across the tomato. And you have to sort of stroke with your finger those dotted lines. But these dotted lines are very straight and pretty precise. And there's like a really hairline fraction of when you can swipe it so that it says incredible, which is like, I think, the top marks. That's the best one. Versus swiping uh, where it says oh, okay. Good. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay or good. Well, right. let me ask you this, Sam. Did you did you do that from, from top to bottom or bottom to top? What was your initial, what's your oh, initial? Oh, top um, to bottom. So this, yeah, is, this right. is not a one-handed game. Right. I feel like you need to play this game with one hand holding the phone and the other phone, uh, other hand with like your, your pointer finger like out. Now this is a this is a really key point. I think you're right because when I first started playing this, it was a I I attempted with one hand and my thumb, and mm. then uh, when when my wife took the phone off me to play, she immediately put it in one hand and used her her index finger, her pointy finger, to to, to slice down. Yeah, and she was immediately getting a much better score than me. <laughs> so clearly, I this is something where I am I am but a mere novice when it comes to very. Um, precise uh, uh, cutting of vegetables. In a game no, but like I think this, that's but. totally valid, right? Like I think one-handed means it's a casual game. Right. Two-handed. On, on the subway holding onto the pole or whatever you're doing, right. you know. Once it turns yeah. two-handed, I don't think it's considered a casual game anymore. It's in a whole new legion of games. <laughs> that's right. Like you, you really need to focus on that, you know. it's um, Yeah, I, I would say that's a good point. I don't know if this is necessarily a casual game given the pace, which we'll probably get into, but then the precision. So I think, right. as you noted, like the precision really rewards you um, in combination with speed, but I think more so like getting it right. And I, we can get into it later, but I was not very good at that. It took some time <laughs> to get to learn how to be like anything look better than bad. Right. So outside of the slicing, there are a bunch of different tasks that you do. Like there's one where you have to roll the dough. There's one where you have to boil the pot, um, all involving like little game mechanics that involves a bit of dexterity, right? Like these are all sort of things that you have to control with a finger. Um, and so you go through all of that motion. And finally, uh, you, you create a dish. It goes ta-da. And then you have to present it to the judges where they give you some comments on your performance. So like right. if you weren't able to chop the onions correctly, then they'll say like, oh, your chopping needs a little bit of work. And ultimately gives you a final score of all the stars that you've gotten throughout that match. And then on top of that, it gives you sort of a leaderboard view of all the people that you've played against and how you fared against them. So not only Oh, do you I have quickly skimmed past that one. That wasn't a, that wasn't a screen I, I spent too much time staring at. Right. So not only do you have to be precise and be on the ball of getting every cut right and making sure things are being you know, cook correctly, you also have to try and beat the other people. 
And so, yeah, this is quite an intense game for me. It's pretty uh, complex. There's yeah. a lot going on. Um, yeah, everything you just described and all, all the mechanics of, of each of those little mini games um, felt like they were made by different people because the the, comp- the complexity for each of those mini games I thought was pretty pretty broad. Right. Um, with it, you know, like some things were quite simple to grasp and others were, were more difficult. But that that moment at the end uh, with the judges is you know that's the that's the sweat city portion of the game where you're like, oh, I hope I get a good score. You know, I hope I did everything okay. Uh, and I always had one judge that was just super mean. Always just like, oh, I was a bit slow. Oh, this could have been better. And I was like, oh, man, what can I do to impress you? And I remembered the TV show, um, whether that There's was just a like a one. slightly evil mechanic they brought over from a real-life television show. All right. But, yeah, so this game has a bunch of mini games. Which one was, like, your favorite one? Favorite mini game? Maybe the... <laughs> It's my favorite because it was the least complex, which was like the time in the oven because you could just tap. Mm. It was like it was a, it was a single. Uh, this is why it was a single reflex moment, which is like do or die. You get it or you don't. And I liked that because it was simple. Um, many of the other mini games I struggled with um, trying to figure out the mechanics. The one that I had the biggest gripe with was um, there. It was you could see where they would repeat the same mechanism with different ingredients, but the one where you put the sauce on the pizza, trying to figure out how to paint the sauce. Oh on the, on yeah, the, I just couldn't get it. I, I didn't right. know whether it was an unlimited quantity, so I just had to like do circular motions as quickly as I could. But then you run out of sauce, which makes sense. Right, and there's and so a you big have, like, old an empty gap. spot in the middle. Yeah. yeah, that felt like a really that felt um, almost like uh, loaf, like slightly inferior in the amount of effort they put into that compared to some of the other mini games, which felt a lot more. Like rocking the pot um, around to, to to like move the protein around as you're cooking, that felt pretty cool. Like that felt pretty mm. fun. Like yeah, cooking. that's kind of like a swipe dance move, right? Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta match the beat and the movement. That one was pretty good. Um, I like. How about you? Yeah. I like the. Uh, what did I like? I like. I actually like the chopping ones. I found it oddly satisfying. Oh, cool. So one of the okay. things that I really focused on is. Does the swipe actually match the cut that it's making? You know, from like a simply Ooh. programming perspective. Okay. And, and it did. Yeah. So really? Like you can swipe it across and it'll like chop across the thing. Okay. Where, which I thought was like pretty, you know, bravo, right? Um, yeah, I had some I had some notes there around how it felt that that particular minigame felt very much like a Fruit Ninja inspired like cut along, you know, cut this way and be rewarded for cutting as precisely as you could. But I am totally. curious if, if you had a one of those stylus things you can get for mm, newer phones. Like get it right. Could, yeah, I mean, could you could you kind of like, would that give you an extra edge? Uh, I bet you if you play this on the iPad. That's my second dad joke the, of the show. <laughs> 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 oh, the iPad. I didn't think about that. Yeah, my I'm phone sure if you had the iPad. is not the biggest phone either. I wonder if the size of the screen would give you more real estate. And, and be less likely to deviate from the line because the, the dashed line would be thicker mm. in a sense. Interesting. Yeah. It might it might also be an app that's not available on the iPad. But if it right. was, like have using the pencil would would be pretty nice. Oh, that thing. would be yeah, that would be quite good. You get some really straight lines. Yeah, I can't I I was shocking. Like sometimes when we're on a on a forty five degree angle, that were bad. You know, I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't the kind of game that would replay and show you your sins because I, I I don't want to see that again. Um, I was pretty bad at the at the cutting straight. I'm not gonna lie. Right. The thing that I hated most was the water boiling. 
There was like oh, that was that was panic inducing. I could not figure it out. I've tried that a couple times. I couldn't right. work out what the what is the, what are you meant to do? There? You just have to not boil it over. So you just have to keep it warm and you have to hold so, it at a certain temperature. Or something. Yeah, and because if it, once it boils over, it not only slows you down, but it also I think deranks you or like lowers your rank for that round. Right. And so you just had to keep like putting it up until it went almost close to the edge, and then like you quickly put it down you know like just have to like balance that thing and it took such a long time and it's just like one of those really stressful things that takes a long time so that well, was some probably... of these mechanics are quite unforgiving too i remember i made a pizza once and the oven mechanism for open the oven put the pizza in close the oven that was kind and of then too. so one time i just straight up fed the chefs a, fed, fed the judges a, a raw pizza <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna tell Sam. Sam's one of the best pizza chefs I know, and I did cook. I cooked it for like a second, uh, and they they were just chewing on raw dough. I'm like, you shouldn't be eating that. That's not. I don't think that that's safe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So overall, uh, Tice, how did you fare with the game? What was your sort of like general sentiment? I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought I thought overall um, it was fun. I do. I am the kind of person that gets a little annoyed with t- too much happening. Mm. And I felt like this was the kind of game where there was like some sort of loot boxy thing at the end where like if you have enough points or whatever, you could unlock something. And I understand like the, the reasoning behind wanting to gamify leveling up, leveling up leads to the next thing. But um, that there was just so much going on. I think the screens are really complex. And I think for something like cooking um, in real life at least, you, I love cooking because you can spend time on prepping and it's a very zen kind of experience for me. So mm. I, th- I think this is really interesting because the game felt, as you said earlier, like it felt quite hectic and there's a lot going on, you know. Right. So I think if there was a more pared back version that focused more on maybe there's a mode they release where it's like you can cook at your own pace and you mm. get – and so, so if they took the time element away – and the, which I'm sure is not the point of the game, but like if you if you took that away and you could just slowly prepare food, I'd be like, that's more like what how I like to cook, which would make me happier playing right. that kind of game. I can totally see that. Yeah, we didn't really discuss about all the collectible elements of this game, which is right. you can unlock more ingredients to broaden your recipes, right? To give you more choices of recipes that are available for you to cook. You can also unlock. Um, character adornments, which I thought was like really interesting. Like you can mm-hmm. have an apron, a hat, change your aprons, yeah, a different style of hands or something um, that you unlock by leveling up, right? And like the more you play, you get like these loot boxes. Um, but because this is an Apple Arcade game, it didn't have any sort of direct payment for you to. I like that because I would, yeah. so here's the thing I'm kind of new to the Apple Arcade side of things but I did appreciate that there wasn't a you know pay to play you know th- throw a couple bucks and you can you can you can skip ahead and unlock everything I kind of appreciated that because that can sometimes detract I guess from from those that may not you know want to do that or may not be able to afford that so it's that was good I did I did find that I I couldn't quite understand how to unlock more recipes in a faster manner because we mm. were kind of do kind of cooking like seven carbonaras and like 10 pizzas and i was like this is too, this is too many pizzas you know when i want to try <laughs> something else so i think my i have i'm fairly impatient with that stuff so i guess my patience was waning a little bit for trying to unlock some more recipes but right um 
I guess if you're really invested in it and you really enjoy it, you probably would, you know, play it quite often and you would eventually unlock some more things. But it, it must be hard for gaming studios to figure out where is that precipice where it's like letting new things come in. Like at which point do you reward the player? Like I think that's a, that's a really hard thing to nail. Right. Uh, and for my my player type, I think it was too it was it was too long to unlock stuff. But for others that are more consistent with these games, maybe that was maybe it was about right. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. With that, let's get to the three by threes. Tice, three things good and three things bad. Why don't you uh, start us off with your first good point about this? Right game? on. Let's do that. Uh, straight off the bat, I thought that the kind of I think I've got like haptic and vibration stuff turned on on my phone. I thought that that and the audio feedback was really nice. Uh, you mentioned before, like at the end, it makes some sort of like ding, like a like a sound uh, and a feeling when you finished your dish, uh, and that felt good. That was like a dopamine hit. That felt like that was like, oh yeah, I did it. And you know, no matter what happened, I still delivered the dish because that's another thing from the TV show is mm. no matter what happens, if something goes wrong, they just need to plate a dish. That's actually like in the DNA of the of the show is no matter what, just plate your dish. And I thought that was cool that the game. Uh, tries to uh, reinforce that through like haptics and audio. I thought that was nice. Right. I think for me, my first good point is kind of goes off of what you said and that this is by and large a cooking game and they got the elements of trying to make a cooking game pretty solidly down, right? So whether it is to like chop vegetables or chop uh, or peel, you know, or boil or, you know, put into an oven, like they have, they gamified those elements to a point where it feels fun. And I think, you know, with with homage to like Cooking Mama, like they got the cooking feeling right, which is like probably the most important thing for like a Master Chef game, right? That would definitely be the, yeah, the number one thing. Does it feel like you're cooking? I think I have a bone to pick with whoever thought you should peel avocados in that fashion, but that's okay. We can <laughs> cross that bridge another day. Second point, Tice. I thought the the onboarding flow, the kind of wizard type, you know, hey, welcome to the game. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it taught me the mechanics more or less. Maybe there was a little bit, I should have paid more attention to some of those ones that I struggled with. But I thought in general, um, the way that they onboard you with a really simple recipe, I thought that was okay. I think they did an all right job of that. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think for me, my second good point is that there's lots to do in this game, right? Like I said, like there's a whole unlocking thing that you can kind of like dig yourself into, whether it's to unlock more ingredients or to unlock more adornments for your chef. Um, there's really a lot here. It's, it's, a, it's a very full game and they've deeply thought about how to reward the player. Um, and so if you're into that, if you're into like, you know, a long lasting game, this is definitely one to check out. Um, for me, the last good point is, this might actually be a bad point as well, um, is you're playing against real players, right? Like there's something very live and interactive about the fact that you're seeing actual usernames and potentially seeing like how well they do. And, you know, it's not like I kind of tested it out. There are a couple of rounds where I didn't make it first place. Uh, and there are a couple of rounds where you did make it first place. And it really depends on how well you do those little mini game tasks. And so I felt like those things were were really effective in driving kind of like the challenge element to that game. The last thing I think that was great about this game uh, I mentioned before is that to me it felt like 
a combination of Fruit Ninja and Overcooked, two games that uh, I've really enjoyed in the past. I think they're, they're, they're really well made. I mean, Fruit Ninja is quite old now. Um, the Overcooked franchise is just crushing. I don't even know what how many games they're up to now, but they're obviously on to something. You know, this idea of um, taking taking dishes that you might eat out there at restaurants or cook at home and, and gamifying them and making them competitive in a really fun way. Um, I thought that was good. I thought that they took some good elements from both of those games. And it's, it's cool that you noticed that too, because I think that it, in a way, and I'm sure this is um, semi-intentional, it felt familiar because it was there are a couple of mechanics that I'm sure lots of people around the world have, you know, from games they have played before. So I thought that was a good thing. Um, that, that, that made it feel more familiar and, and an easier game to kind of pick up. Um, on to the bad points. Uh, it is an intense game. This is not, I mean, on the, on the wrapping, it looks like a pretty casual game with Master Chef. But I think it actually does the name pretty right in that it does feel like a competition. Like you're going up against other players and the gameplay, while it looks casual, it's pretty intense. Uh, and it might be a good point, but for me, I, I, I potentially put that as a negative point. You thought it was too intense? I thought it doesn't allow for me to unwind with this game, which is normally that's, what I want to do with games. That's interesting. That's that's similar to the point I was getting at with like how cooking cooking can be stressful, but it can also be a very calming experience. Um, I felt similar vibes with that for sure. I think I was hoping that it'd be a little less stressful, but like you just said, though, I mean, it is fairly true to the show. The show is a str- it's a stressful show. Like people don't don't go on that television show to slowly but surely learn how to cook like they're they're going like really hard like every time they they cook so i think in a sense i mean if if you if you really love that then maybe this this is the game for you if Mm. you really gravitate towards that competitive nature of like uh cooking under pressure yeah so what's another negative point for you i mean i think building on that it's just it was really hard for me to grasp how to how to do all of those mini games like we talked about you know like um, spreading the sauce or, or, or the rice or whatever it may be was difficult. There were some good moments like rolling the nori for, for like the sushi was felt, felt very, that felt great. That was like, oh, because like, I mean, if you've done that in real life, it's one of the most, uh, I don't know the term, but it's like ASMR, but in real life, like, like it's a very lovely experience to do that and then be rewarded with this like wonderful roll at the end. So that was nice. But by and large, I would say the majority of the minigames stressed me out. Mm. I just I just couldn't get it right. And then I felt like an idiot. And I, I was like, how am I failing this? <laughs> um, so in that sense, you know, I was like, damn, this game's making me feel bad about myself. So that was hard. I right. would say that I would say that's <laughs> a negative. Maybe I need to go back. You know, when you like you need to go back and do the onboarding flow again, I think that's what I might have needed. But to that go, just means attention. that the game wasn't made properly. Right. Like if it makes you feel bad, one, maybe it might not be a game for you. And right. two, they've they've done something wrong there. Yeah, um, you never, never want to punish a player to that to that degree where they're like, Oh, I'm, <laughs> it's impossible for me to put sauce on a pizza. Right. Um, um my second what's next for you? My second bad point is that the recipes, while I know there's a lot, it's really hard for me to keep track of. I know there's like an entire section where it shows you the recipes. Right. But without it really unlocking it for you in like a good way and for you to feel like that type of progression, I don't know. Like it felt like a mental burden, an extra mental burden that I was not ready to to have with this game. 
So whether or not just like unlock it for me or it's just like chapters where like the next chapter you have access to like these 10 new recipes. I wish it was more like that than you trying to claim ingredients and then those ingredients in the right combination unlocks that recipe, which I thought was, I don't know, very tedious. That's a really, that was actually one of my, one of my points too, um, was the repetitive nature of the recipes. I like the idea of chapters. I think that would have been, I've seen that in other mobile games where it's, you know, you can kind of work towards it and at the end you're rewarded with a whole, a whole bag of new things. Right. Um, so it felt elusive. It felt like there was a little mysterious how to get those next recipes. But I imagine that the longer you play this game, you had a point before about you could play this game for a long time. I totally agree. I think there's probably way more to this game that we've seen in the last week, but I imagine that the recipes would get more complex and perhaps there would be, I'm really interested to see whether you would get to the point where the recipes can, you you can be creative mm. with the cooking. So you might choose X instead of Y for a protein or something like that would be, I think a really cool mechanic because that does happen in the show when they throw them a curveball and they have to work with something that they're not used to. Um, cause it felt, oh, I should have mentioned this, but it did feel a whole lot more on rails with that funneling aspect where it's like, oh, you've chosen bacon. You can only pretty much cook carbonara now. Right. I do You're feel like, like well, that's going to open true? up later. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to open up later, but I feel like the way that that opens up was pretty tedious for me. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Um, final bad point, Tice. I think there is too much dialogue. I think there was a lot of a lot of like it was overwhelming. I think with the amount of like talking and feedback, and um, but I think this this probably bubbles up to the previous point that for me cooking should be a thoroughly enjoyable, relaxing affair. So I think um, having so much um, sensory feedback in such a little amount of time, I think really added to that stress level. Um, but you made that point before, Sam. Of you know this isn't the kind this this you do need it's a two handed game. That's a really interesting uh, way to think about it. It's like that that puts it in a whole new category of like it's not a casual game. It's not right. something you you pick up and just kind of look at and, and play for a little bit and then you put down. It's the kind of thing you do need to focus on. And I think the 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 speed of the game itself and the audio feedback probably is is in line with it being that kind of game. Right. I think through and through it is a MasterChef game, right? Like I think while it does true to the vibe of the game. I think for me, my last bad point is that I'm not sure if playing against other players is something that I want to do in a game like this. Like, sure. I don't think it was necessary. You know, yeah. I think they could have used bots or just faked it or you could have, it could have been like Mario Kart where you're playing against yourself if you're doing, if you've done that recipe before. Like, right. I didn't really feel a connection or a need to play with other people. It's not words with friends. You're not like, yeah. you know, it but just if you're didn't pitching feel... this game in the boardroom, right? Like you have an opportunity to make the master chef game. Right. I can totally see people saying like, oh yeah, it has to be like a multiplayer game where you're playing against re other people, right? I can see that. I can see that. And that just captures the spirit of what master chef is about. You're playing against other people. You're in a competition. It's kind and of strangers too, right? You, yeah, it's not necessarily people you know, so you don't know what they're capable of. So yeah, I, I I totally agree. They did set out to make a MasterChef game, and by and large, it feels like they've done that. Right. But having said that, Tice, what is your final seven day rating for MasterChef Let's Cook? I played this game for four out of seven days. Hmm. I played it for uh, six out of seven days. Wow. Yeah. I actually got a lot more than I thought I would. 
out of this game. I think, by and large, it does capture what MasterChef does in that it is kind of like a high-intensity game where you have to do all these cooking tasks. But I think what really sold me were all the mechanics of the mini games being very well done. Like it does feel right. pretty good to like peel that carrot and like the right timing and everything kind of works, right? The only problems that I had were the ones that were very unforgiving, like the, the water boiling one. But outside of that, like it actually does feel like a good cooking game um, in a MasterChef way. So yeah, I played it for six days. That's great. I, I think with more practice, those mini games I struggled with, I could probably get good enough at them. Uh, and you're right, you know, like peeling the, pe- there are certain parts of those mini games that, um, you know, you kind of do a little mini punch and you're like, I did it. I, na- I stuck the landing on that. I cut that tomato so good and it, <laughs> and the game rewards you for it. So I think in that sense, like it's, yeah, it, it, it does what it says on the pack. And I think the intro you gave, the description of the game, I think it does live up to that. Pretty, pretty well, if I'm being honest. So that was MasterChef Let's Cook. It is up to you, Tice, to select the next game for the next seven days. This is a tough one, trying to find something to, uh, to move on to next. But um, the game that I have chosen is called Squid Game Challenge. Oh, boy. Specifically, Squid Game Challenge. Three words. <laughs> Okay, so this is very topical. Quite. Um, is it the one by Supercent, Inc.? It is. It is. That okay. is the one. So if you haven't heard, Squid Game is the, the series du jour from Netflix. Uh, very popular. Very popular uh, Korean TV show. A lot of traction. All right. So next seven days, it's Squid Game Challenge. Squid Game Challenge. Let's see how we go. I'm excited to see uh, where we get to with this one. Awesome. Uh, Before we go, Tice, do you have a thing of the week? I do. I do. It's a little weird. Um, There is a TV show on Netflix called Travels with My Father Mm. with uh, Jack Whitehall and his father, who is unbelievably British. Who's Jack Whitehall? A comedian and actor from the UK. Uh, acted in um, a TV show called Fresh Meat uh, many years ago, which was excellent, and now is a pretty successful comedian. He recently starred in Jungle Cruise. Mm. Um, he was, quote-unquote, the third person, that third guy in uh, Jungle Cruise. But he has a series on Netflix where he takes his extremely British father to the ends of the earth and puts him in really uncomfortable situations, and they... They actually did a, a, a final season, which was great, where they start touring around the UK. Um, and it was, it, you know, we haven't been able to travel much, obviously, definitely to Europe uh, during this, this the, whatever these times are. So it was, it was nice to see uh, that part of the world again um, and also the humour that comes with um, this guy putting his dad through the paces. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was a, well, it was a nice, nicely... Um, needed laugh nice uh yeah i've seen this guy before he comes out in a lot of like british game shows or like right the big fat quiz um at the end of the year and usually one of the funnier ones he's hosted a few awards um kind of uh uh ceremonies in in the uk as well but yeah he's um he's quite talented um pretty funny uh so this that's a that's a good show to watch you can you can watch them go through places like thailand 
um, and the far reaches of Russia and other places, I think. Uh, and it's always um, in an effort to get to put his father in a really uncomfortable spot that he just hates. Mm. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty good, pretty uh, fun watching. I'd recommend it. Where can you watch Travels with My Father? Should be on Netflix. I believe it's a Netflix show, and I think that the rights are fairly global. So mm. hopefully, it's in your in your region if you're if you're looking it up. Cool. I'll definitely check it out. Um, my thing of the week, Tice, is Squid Game. <laughs> Hello, there we go. Um, yeah, I, I kind of hesitated to put this on as my thing of the week, but I think it deserves uh, a bit of attention because, you know, as with anything popular, you might have already seen it. But um, there's something about this show that I really appreciated, which is it's very unabashedly Korean in that there's so much of the culture of Korea and the way they speak and all that stuff that's really ingrained within uh, the show that I really appreciated. I know like the show has gotten influences from Japanese manga and like some other right. shows. Uh, but I think it interpreted those things in ways that's very uniquely Korean. Like, of course, everyone steals from everything, uh, <laughs> but it's the way that you interpret it and present it that I think was really good about the show. And I, I don't know, like I totally enjoyed it. Like I felt like um, there was something about this show that I felt was very refreshing uh, and at the same time, you know, it's like nothing groundbreaking, but it's just so well done. I uh, think it, there, there are so many positive things about this show. Um, I think the production quality is exceptional. It's it's just really well done. You can see the, the attention to detail that they've made just in the pure, the sets and, and the way they've shot it and the, the sound of it as well. But um, it's, be, it was, it's, it's a really great show to learn more about Korean culture. Um, I think that was that was really good for 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 me to learn a little bit more about that um, and some of the things that happen in Korea. I think yeah, that was that was it's it's a really well made show. Um, yeah. I'm super excited that people are talking about it um, and the and the backstory of how long it took to create the show as well is also a, a really interesting kind of rabbit hole to go down. Right. Yeah. Um, if you haven't checked it out, like I suggest, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, if anything, just watch the first episode because I think that first episode is pretty stellar and sets things up very nicely. Um, but warning that <laughs> it's super violent. <laughs> it's super- it gets, it really takes off. Uh, there are a couple of scenes that are just quite shocking. Um, I definitely felt some of the, um, the battle royale vibes of the old Japanese film um, in there as well, that it just totally. uh, Lord of the flies kind of moments of just, you know, humanity, but it's, um, it's just so well done. It's yeah, I think we'll, it's the kind of show that we'll be talking about uh, for some time. And and to my understanding, um, some of the actors in 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 the show uh, were and are well known in Korea, and some of them are not. But I do think that it's it's going to catapult them um, worldwide because I think some of the performances were just really well done. Amazing, um, yeah, very so the, believable. So the main guy, he's actually been in like Korean TV shows and movies for like a really long time. So. It was a very familiar face, uh, right. especially if you're a Korean. But also, I think the show um, kind of like uncovered uh, another talent that this actor had that was like very surprising for everyone, which is great. I heard a few of the actors were also well, the people that were in the show. A few of the actors were also models turned actors, and I mm-hmm. find that's fascinating to go. That's a, it's. I understand that like modeling and acting aren't necessarily that close to each other so it's it's really impressive to see people that are used to um, being photographed or 
having to do the work that they do in, in the modeling world, which I, I know is not, not easy, but doing, going from that to remembering lines and delivering really um, believable performances in front of cameras and doing take after take, I can't imagine that, that that's like a really different job. So right. um, that must be also for people that recognize those, those uh, models turned actors, that must be a really interesting uh, move um, to see, to, yeah, to kind of witness that. But yeah, the performances were great. Um, I'm really excited to see how it, it kind of pick up and, and be in the news cycle worldwide. Um, we've been watching a film in, and TV from all parts of Asia for a long time, but it's it's really great um, with this and Parasite and other other um, Korean films and TV shows to see them getting as much attention as they really do deserve worldwide. Right. That's That's been really good. We'll get more into it as we play the game for next week, for the next seven days. Right. That's a good, good segue. Let's keep it up. Keep the square, keep the square to the top of the mind, but let's see how we go. And that's our show. Uh, thank you, Tice, for joining us this week uh, and hope to see you in more episodes coming in the future. Sounds great. It's good to be back. Uh, this is a lot of fun. So thanks again for having me. So join us uh, next week as we talk about Squid Game Challenge. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 7 Days to Play. And find us at your most listened podcast player by searching for 7 Days to Play. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.